And it's good to see everyone. We are continuing with where Kim left us last week uh, with the Injustice League. I think it's a cool name. And uh, more of my thinking, more of my looking at the scripture, uh, I have to tell you, uh, injustice has moved to the forefront as such a rudder of how we go through life. Um, I've, I've come to see it as kind of the dark side of the idea of the anchor of the soul. In scripture, we see hope called the anchor of the soul, but I think injustice is the anchor of the soul in the world. Our views of God, our views of people, even the views of ourselves are rooted in kind of this idea of what's fair, what's right, uh, what should or shouldn't happen. And, and I find these feelings are so powerful. They can ruin our day. They can command us. Uh, something that just doesn't seem right. Uh, when you're by 10 o'clock in the morning and five things have gone wrong and you think, I can't catch a break. And when we think of that language, and I started thinking about when I use the word never or always, I'm talking about injustice. Down inside, I'll give you an example. The vegetable medley is always zucchini and squash. I hate that. There's like 10,000 vegetables in the, in the plant world, and when you get the vegetable medley, it's going to be zucchini and squash, two members of the gourd family. Why? Because they're cheap and they're pretty. We throw in a few carrots, and by golly, it'll light up a plate. You hear the injustice for me in that? It's always. Is it true? Is it always zucchini and squash? No. Not always. Most of the time, it's zucchini and squash. Or here's one. When I go to the airport and I'm leaving to go somewhere, it doesn't matter. I can be going to El Paso. I can be going to San Antonio. I can be going to Kathmandu. And I can tell you that my gate, whether it's gate 1 or 63 or 24, is always at the end of the hall. How do they do that? No matter what plane I'm taking, it's always the last gate. Always. It's always the last gate. You see, I feel injustice in those things. There's something not right. For people, Kim mentioned karma. I don't know how people can actually believe in karma. It just doesn't work. I see injustice everywhere, and I don't see it being righted all that much. It's in that context that we see life, those feelings. Now, I've asked someone to share some, some of, some, a few stories of injustice, because here's what I found the last couple of weeks. If I talk to you for 10 minutes, I ask you about your day, I can tell you, you will share an injustice with me. You will share share something that just wasn't right. It isn't fair. fair. So So I've asked uh, uh, Christina to come come share share a few of her moments. moments. Now, Now, this this is just, she's just just like the rest of us. us. So So, so she has her stories, and I tell you, after church, you can say your stories, and there'll be, I'm sure, a greater misery than hers in your mind. Not in her mind, but in your mind. So, yeah, go ahead with the... 
Hold, hold, on. hold on. Just you need to get, get closer. 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 Um, so this past Monday, um, I had four wisdom teeth removed, and I did everything by the book. I didn't eat anything that I wasn't supposed to. I ate all soft foods. Uh, still, I ended up with dry socket. And this morning at 8 o'clock this morning, my daughter took me to Dr. Fiedler, and of course, you know, they gave me the wonderful medicine that knocked everything out and no pain. And it, with nausea, dizziness, I mean, I was just a mess. I looked really, really bad. So, so Bill this morning, he's like, he's like, man, you don't look too good. But, you know, um, you know, everything went away. After my, my headache went away, my dizziness went away, I still kind of nauseated because of the clothes pace that they put. But um, the injustice is that like I followed the rules. I didn't eat what I was not supposed to. I, you know, I'm a big Coke freak. I don't drink coffee. Coca-Cola. Yes. Yeah. Let's get that clear. Coca-Cola. Um, you know, I limited myself on that too. But still, I still ended up with it. I still ended up with pain. I didn't think it was right, you know, but... It's, it's not, not right. right. See? 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 There's, There's that, that word. word. Everything. Everything. Always. Always. Never. Never. It's, it's those, those words that describe the injustice. injustice. Now it gets, it gets better. better. Tell, Tell them the shape thing. Shape thing. The steak and shape? Oh! Yeah. yeah. You're not, not supposed to say that. that. But, um, um, yesterday I went to my niece's competition. And... We stopped and got gas at Pearland and stuff like that. And Danny's like, you know what? I want something sweet. So I'm here driving, and we go to Steak and Shake. I swear they took like, to me, it took like 30 minutes to make three shakes and a drink. Of course, you know, I got upset. Me and the husband argued for a little bit. But, you know, I just wanted to go home. I didn't care, give me my money back, I didn't, you know, but, you know, needless to say, we got three shakes, and I didn't even eat mine. I was just too much pain, but, I mean, it happened. And 30 minutes to get three shakes, and then she says, it felt like 30 minutes. Could have been. He told me it was 15. Danny said it was only like 15, but to me, I was stuck in between drive through I mean, in the drive through with two... Vehicles. I just wanted to leave. I just want to go home. But it felt like 30 minutes. Thank you. Those are our stories. And, you know, often if we're talking about injustice, we don't, we don't hear and see those as injustice. But those are the ones that ruin your day. They have one on top of the other. And, and it begins to pull you into this hole of you're a victim. <clears throat> and, and it and causes everything to change in us. And, and, and injustice can be by our own hands. It can be by the hands of someone else. else. But, but here's, here's the interesting, the interesting thing. thing. When, when it, it seems, seems to be kind of a fate-oriented fate thing, then that, that must, must be God. God. And, and so, so <clears throat> what we're going to do, do is look a little bit at Job. I'm just, just kind of recapping the idea that Job beat the nature of man. You see, Job... 
took on, not by his choice, but he was handed this incredible dose of injustice. Perceived injustice. And see, knowing the nature of mankind, Satan was sure that Job would diminish God's position. He was sure of it. You know, if, if he could just convince Job that God indeed is either not just or he doesn't care, he's not powerful, but it would diminish the position of God. And in that, that Job would be willing to reduce God's position from being almighty, unquestionable creator God. And so the idea is change the circumstances bad enough that Job, you are a cursed man. You're living under a curse. Everything speaks of curse. And in a world where there's gods and there's curses and there's blessings, it would suggest that your God is not happy with you. Your God certainly takes issue with your behavior. Some way, somehow, it must be so. And Job was not willing to bite on that. And he was not willing to diminish it. Now, it leaves Job in this tension. So here's what Job knew. I know that it is not what I deserve, what's happening to him. Now, you can say, well, Job is a sinner, and all sin and falls short of the glory of God, and all deserve death. You can say that. But that's not the point at play here. That's not the point at play. What is at play is Job does not see things in his life that suggest this level of curse. He's saying that this, this that is happening to me is not because of a behavior issue. So it's not something that I'm getting because I deserve it. And I know that what's happening to me is not just. It's not right. And I know that God is God. And I know that God is just. You see how that leaves you? That's a little screwed up, isn't it? That's a little bit like, man, where do we go from here? Well, that is the challenge for all of us. Where do we go from here? And... <clears throat> So, so here's what Job, Job knows. knows. He, knows he knows those things. things. So, so here's his, his, I can't reconcile them, but I don't have to. I have to live in the tension of justice unfulfilled. In that moment, the justice is unfulfilled. I'm in the lane that the grocery store that says 15 items or less. And they, and they took, took a person, person with 60, 60 items. items. There's a justice unfulfilled. Or I'm in the drive through lane, and it takes 45 minutes to get a Coke. Those things are not fulfilled in the moment. You have to understand you're going to live in a reality that does not compute and trust God that he can and will make it right. Why? Because he's God. You see, Job had to say, the scales feel like this. But God, I know, I know God is just. My life is this, and I serve God. 
And God looks after me and protects me. But this is who he is. I feel like this. This is who he is. I feel like this. This is who he is. You see, for most of us, we must have conclusion. We must fix this. Either God really is like this. Or he doesn't exist. But there's something wrong. And what Job was willing to do, what Job took on in his soul, is to say, I, I know God is like this. I know my life experience is like this. And I don't have to fix that. It's not my job to fix that. It was never my job to make this right. But Job perceived in that that it indeed needed to be made right. But he also perceived that it would take God to make that right. And that's the amazing part of Job is he was willing, he was able to not diminish God, not try to change God, not try to make excuses for God. He was willing to say, this is where I feel, this is where I'm at, and this is who God is, and he is right. Even if I feel like this, even if it really is like this, I know that God is just even toward me. You see, the power and the importance of the gospel is revealed when dealing with injustice in the moment, the ability of God's people to thrive in disappointment. Can we thrive in disappointment? Can we thrive experiencing this? Or must we take on the responsibility of fixing it? You see, the gospel says, I have created you to thrive right where you're at. That was Job's revelation. If we take a closer look at injustice, we're going to see that it requires rules. You can't have an injustice if you don't have a rule. So we constantly are making rules even if we don't have them. We identify by rules. You see, I, I relate to these people. They believe the same way I do. I relate to these people. They believe the way I do. They think the way I do. They behave the way I do. They have the same moral code I do. I, I pick and choose who I relate to based on the rules that you and I follow. The truth is we love rules. We have a love-hate relationship with rules. If I don't have any, I will get some. If I don't have an opinion about you, it's only because I've only known you 22 seconds. I will have opinions about you. And out of that, I will form rules, guidelines. I will establish norms, and it will be my job to make sure that everything is like this. 
Because, because my, my entire life story, story is making my life feel like this. And if, if I can make my life feel like this all the time. So if you come into my life and it feels like this, I will remove you. Why? Why? Because, because you make, you make me, me uncomfortable, because you make me have to wait on something, because you disappoint me, because you let me down, because you violate my trust, because you this, because you that. doesn't matter. You no longer are part of my balance. So I remove you. My job is a pain in the butt. So I remove my job. My spouse is a pain. I remove my spouse. You see, we spend all of our time working to make my self feel right, okay, good. And we do that with rules. How do I know I'm okay? It's because I feel okay, because this is going good, this is going good, and this is going good. So when I say, oh, how are you today? What's going on? How are you doing? What I'm really saying is, so how is your life in relation to your expectations and rules? How are you doing with your rules today? And when you say, oh, I'm doing great, it's saying, all my rules are being met this morning. It's, it's a great, a great morning. morning. Traffic, Traffic was the way I wanted it to be. I was on time. Everybody else was on time. Gas was 10 cents a gallon cheaper today. Woo, I'm right here. And I'm happy and I'm nice to you. But I catch a train. I have a flat. All the traffic is crazy. Gas is 10 cents a gallon more this morning. My credit card doesn't work. And you know what? I will not be kind to you. And I have a law. I have a rule. It says when I have a bad day, I don't have to be kind. That's the rule, right? If you're sick or you have a bad day, I don't have to be kind. I have a right to be angry. I have, I have a right, a right to be, be short, short with, with you. you. A, a right. right. That's, that's a rule. A rule. You see you how that, that works? works. And, and so, so I have a bad day. Whoa, I'm like, like this. And, and it's, it's going, going to, to I, I'm, I'm defending, defending myself against injustice. injustice. So, so I'm going to take some out. I'm going to create some injustice, which makes me feel better about this. It's all, it's all about, 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 about our injustice, our, injustice, our, rules. our rules. We're constantly, We're constantly doing, doing that measuring. That measuring. So many, so many nice, nice passive-aggressive passive ways we have of showing, showing uh, our, our measurement, measurement is critical of you. you. That's why he says, really? 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 They're showing their disapproval. Oh my gosh, what an idiot. How many times have you said, I can't believe? I can't believe you did that. I can't believe she said that. But you do believe it. It's your way of showing disapproval for what she said or what he did. I can't believe she said that. Why can't you believe that? 
But, but you, you know, know she, she did. did. And then, and then there's, there's the, the, the downside of rules. of rules. We're hypocritical. I choose, I choose to, violate to violate my rules, rules sometimes. sometimes. I have a rule to not lie, but if it's going to get me in trouble, I'm not lie. When did you get to work? About 8 o'clock. What is, what is about? about? It's 840. 840. Our rules are often different from one person to another. Years ago, I was, and I say years ago, a lot of years ago, I was in Chicago, so kind of a snowstorm going on, and I was going to visit a friend, and I was, the streets were packed with snow and cars lining both sides, and I was having trouble turning around. I hit, I hit a car. I just backed into a car. And, uh, and uh, turning, turning around, around, and, and uh, I, had I had a rent, rent car, car, and, and, and so, so I didn't, I didn't know, know who owned, owned it. It's it. probably nine o'clock at night, or eight o'clock maybe. And so I saw this girl, girl and, and she, she was, was kind, kind of, of, you know, you know getting, getting the snow, snow off the sidewalk or something. I said, "Ma'am, do you know who owns this car?" She said, "Well, it's my grandmother's house. I don't know. She might know." So she brought me up to the door, and and the grandmother was incensed with me, like. You know, you, know, you, you hit, hit a car, and she's like, I said, hey, I'm trying to do the right thing here. And so we start talking, we start engaging, me and Grandma start clicking. We talk like 45 minutes, an hour, something like that. And then, and then she says, so what do you think of my granddaughter? She's pretty, isn't she? Granddaughter's blushing. I'm like, this is a little different. And... and and, and so, so I, I, I felt like I needed to pick up the pace here. I said, well, can you just tell me who this person is so I can write a note or can you give them my information? Oh, don't worry about them. They shouldn't have parked that car there anyway. You hear the difference? You see, once we had relationship, you see, the injustice changed. And now the injustice is the other way. They are at fault. They parked where they shouldn't have parked. They're the ones that should be paying you. That's it. We're here, here, and then we're here. Our present state can significantly change our measurement of injustice. I can tell you that when my wife is hungry, Injustice will take on a whole new look. Um, the smallest thing could be a grave injustice when she is hungry. She needs to be fed frequently, and she's the sweetest person in the world. Um, so um, I've experienced that, so I, I, can, I know those to be true. But, but it doesn't take a lot of food. food. Just throw her some nuts or anything, you know. She's, 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 she's good, good about that. Is, is it, it true? true? <laughs> you know, <coughs> regret, guilt, justification. There's some of the ways that we deal 
with our own violations. Well, he shouldn't have said that. Well, she shouldn't have done that. Well, he's too much of this. We find ways that we're going to fix this when we did something wrong. This is our world, folks. This is what it looks like. This is our everyday world. It's our everyday way of connecting with one another, of connecting with God, and connecting even with ourselves. This is our everyday world. It's what it looks like. It's what it feels like. Yesterday, Mike and I were working on cabinets, and we were gone to great lengths on these cabinet doors that are very nice, very, um, very custom, and we were trying to stain them and spray them, and we were hanging them on this pipe, and I don't really know what happened, but the pipe fell. When the pipe fell, these doors, two of the most expensive ones fell, and were damaged. And, you know, there were two things going on. I felt a great injustice in that moment. Working hard, trying to do it right, blah, blah, blah. Did everything right. But in the back of my mind, you know what I really think? The wind was blowing, all these things. You know, in the back of my mind, I really think, you probably did not put that wire on that pipe very well. I didn't want to think about that. So I went back to the wind. I went back to the other things. Um, and then what I realized is, what you need to go to right now is the joy of our Father. You need to, you need to not make this the point of who you are, who God is, and I, I decided I need to go right to joy right now. And it's going to be great. Jesus enters this everyday world of yours and mine. The place where we work very hard, whether you know you're doing it or not, to balance those scales in every moment of your life. Jesus enters that world, and he enters this world that's full of rules. Now, it's got your rules and my rules and everybody else's rules, and we have God's rules, don't we? I mean, he enters into this Old Testament reality where there were lots of rules. And it says that Jesus came first to the people of God. He came to the people who had understanding and relationship with God that also had these rules of God in their life. And he came with a new way of being human. You know, the famous Sermon on the Mount begins to introduce this very, very different way of being human. And Scripture gives us a whole new way of seeing conflict and failure and disappointment and betrayal and villains and enemies. It gives us a whole new way of looking at it. In fact, when you look at the Sermon on the Mount, that's exactly what he's going after. Kim shared with you uh, last week this idea of the contrast that God is introducing. You want to see it? Look at Matthew 5. 
Look at the Sermon on the Mount when Jesus is introducing the contrast, the people of God, and how they look. And how does he do it? He contrasts it with the old rules of God. Now, many of us, what we've tried to do is say, oh, these must be the new rules. You know, it's not an eye for an eye anymore. We have a new rule. It's called love your enemy. What a bummer. What a bad rule. And when you start listening to these rules that Jesus is introducing, you realize this is not going well. This is not a better plan. We should be upset. It was better the old way. Eye for an eye. It's clear. It's definable. You kill my cow, I kill your cow. It's all good. We understand it. But Jesus introduced what appears to be this vague strangeness. You know why? Because it's devoid of rules. We don't even know how to operate in that. It, it makes, makes no, no sense to us. us. At the, the end of the day, it breaks down. I've just put a few of them here. Love your enemies. Pray for those who make your life miserable. No more arguing. No more arguing. No more complaining. No more coarse language. Some of you will not be able to talk. Don't resist an evil person. How do you like that one? What are you going to do with that? Don't resist an evil person. Do you see why people don't? Believe the gospel? I mean, that's a stupid statement. Don't resist an evil person. Oh, you know, for me, I, I, I struggle with statements like this. When I first came to the Lord, you know, in high school, I was a bit of a scrapper, you know? Um, and I saw myself as more... You know, you know, I didn't, I, I, didn't, I, I bullied bullies. I didn't like bullies. And so, so I, I was an intervener on some level. And, uh, and, uh, and so, so when I first got saved and I'm talking to this pastor, I said, well, well let me ask you a question. I'm just, and I was in high school, 17 years old, like I said, I'm just walking down the hall, minding my own business, not doing anything wrong. And this guy just pops me. And I'm not supposed to do anything. And, you know, he was so gracious. I mean, question after question was like this. And they were all about injustice. They were all about this idea of turning the other cheek. How bizarre is that? And so, in the end, I, you know, he was patient with me and patient with me. Um, I was asking the wrong questions. But I was asking my rule questions because it's all you know. I mean, I mean, your, your rules, rules might be flexible. flexible. My, my rules might be might more strict, strict, but it's still rules. rules. Don't, Don't worry, worry about, about anything. anything. Don't worry about your health. Don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about money. Don't worry about, don't worry about, don't worry about. He goes into a lot of language. How many of you feel like you got that one mastered? You're just not a worrier. Don't, Don't be afraid. Be afraid. See, 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 these, these are, 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 are 
where Jesus left us. And for most of us, we've tried to really make new rules as much as we can figure out around this. Don't resist an evil person. Does that mean we just give in to Hitler? I mean, does that mean when somebody is shooting up our schools, we just hand him the ammunition? I mean, what does it mean? You see how we can bend this very quickly to make them sound foolish? You see how we can do those things to make Jesus sound foolish? You see, because I can't understand his words. I can't, I can't do that. And you see, it leaves me like this. And I'm uncomfortable with that. You know the only way I can fix this? I have to make Jesus look stupid. And if I make Jesus look stupid, then I won't be weak and I can't person anymore. I can be, I can be neutral again. I can be balanced. How do I do that? I diminish the power and the authority of Jesus. I do exactly what Job refused to do. Does that make sense? You see, that's what we have to do with these things. I am going to argue. I am going to complain. I am going to resist an evil person. And I should. That's, That's the way, the way I feel. Because I think there are times when complaining balances out justice. So how, how do we do this? What was Jesus after? I'll, I'll take, take that, that any day. day. Thank, you. Thank, you. Thank you. I know, I know you're probably, probably going to get in trouble over that, but it was still, still cool for me. <clears throat> you see, we, we can't, can't make, make it work. work. But what well, we, we need to start, start with is, is these are not, this is not a new set of rules. This is not a rule. When he he says, says, don't don't resist an evil person. person. He's saying, this is not a rule. This is the attitude and the heart from which you will now work. That your role and your protection. You hear that? Your defense, your protection is not to resist the evil person. I was was watching watching, watching, uh, Dog Whisperer. I love love Caesar. Caesar. I just just think think, um, he's he's cool. cool. And And so so there's this dog that's, you know, trying trying to bite bite everybody and everything. And so he takes this dog and he puts it in with his big pack of dogs. He got 15, 20 dogs in this place. And he sets them in there. And this dog is, you know, surrounded. And he's... You know, you trying, know to trying to see who he needs to, to bite at first. At first. And, and, and all these dogs, dogs are chilling. Chill, chill. And, and when, when he gets, gets aggressive, aggressive, they, they don't. don't. When, when he's, he's barking, barking and growling, growling, growling they're wagging their tail. It doesn't make any sense. The dog is barking and growling. And that's what you're going to do? You're going to wag your tail? That's what they did. 
and the other dog calmed down. And the other dog was influenced and affected. And I, I saw. So that's how it works. That's the people of God. That's how it works. You see, when we love those who persecute us, when we show kindness, are we going to get bit? We will get bit. And God says, I'll heal that. Don't worry about that. Jesus did not give us new rules to update the old ones. The truth is, the law didn't work, and no law is going to work. Something else has to be so. And that's what Jesus was saying. <clears throat> this is a new model of being human. It's a new life and it's powered by more than guidelines and rules. It's powered by a relational connection with the Creator. And the truth is, this is the only way that you will know how to, to not, not resist, resist an evil person. person. It, it is, is the, the only, only way, way you will be able to truly love your enemy. Think about that. Love your enemy is not sending them flowers. It's not saying kind words about them. Loving your enemy is loving your enemy. You can't do that, can you? No, we can't do that. But our Father can he loves his enemies. He can do that. He knows how to do that. I don't know how to do that, but he does. See, the gospel is about a connection with the Father that allows the power and the potential of the Father to be active in me. And it allows me to do things. I, uh, me, in and of myself, am not capable of. And it allows me, when I'm in this situation, to love the one who has made me feel this way. To put their needs and their heart at a place greater than my need to be balanced. That's what the gospel does. <clears throat> the new model of being human, we see that Jesus lived a life accurately portraying the Father. We read out of Ephesians chapter 4 where it says that we, through the power of God, we will live and can live in the likeness of God. It says that we will put off the old life and we will take up the new life. We take, we take up, up this, this new way, way of being human. This, this new way of life that is without rules, but it is with heart and love. It has an understanding of healing, an understanding of transformation. It is an understanding of how the heart changes. What changes the heart? What makes it live and breathe and find wholeness? He loved sinners. He loved the broken. He was able to remain silent when being mocked. And he did all this with an attitude and a heart that still portrayed the father of love.
How did he do that? Now, most of you, if you know much about the Bible, you might say, but he did turn those tables over. You know, he went a little postal on that situation. And I think we almost relish in that table scene. I mean, I mean we, that's, that's the one, one place we can, we can identify, identify with Jesus, Jesus you know? You know? Uh, uh, loving, loving your enemies, your enemies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you pray for those who persecute you. Mm. Mm. You know, you not, know not, not, not judging people who are mocking you. Turning, turning over those tables, tables. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. you. I'm, I'm, let, let me be, be on that team. I want to be on the table team with you. I feel I've got, I'm wired for that. Let's bring a little justice in there. But we better take caution in trying to take Jesus in this moment and saying that he found his human limits and he was finally reacting the way a human does. I would take caution in that because that diminishes the person of Jesus. You see, because he often makes us feel like this, is that one moment he seemed to have hit his limit. Now, now I can, can relate, relate to him. To him. Now, now I feel, feel better, better about, about me. me. He's, He's like, like us, us now. now. You don't, don't want, want him to be like, like us. You, you want, want us to be like, like him. him. You, you don't, don't want, want to fix this, this by bringing, bringing him down. down. That's, That's a, a bad, bad idea. idea. Take, Take caution in that moment. Because Jesus seemed to have this unwavering idea of being, of being the, the people, people of God. God. And that's, that's who he was. In the scripture it says, he, here's what he says, I only do what I see the Father doing. I want you to grapple with that. I only see, only do what I see the Father doing. So even though God can look unjust sometimes, even though he looks this way sometimes and this way sometimes, if we are doing what the Father is doing, then you will be successful at resisting an evil person, I mean not resisting an evil person, and still trumping evil. You see, see, it's it's when when we do it in the power of God. God. If If God God is with you, and God God says, hey, flip flip those tables over, you know, then you can flip the tables over because it will be God's strategy to bring love and life to other people. You see, when we flip over tables, it's about justice. It's about making it right. These people are in the Gentile area, and this is where the Gentiles, and, and so they're making a commerce, a place of the Gentiles, and blah, blah, blah. There have been books written about that first. But it all boils down to we're making an injustice right. Really? Is that your job? Is that my job? Or is my job to do what the Father is doing? Because the Father knows what I do not. If Job got a correction, and he did at the end, it was like a chapter and a half where God said, So, how did I do this? Where did this come from? How does this work? You know so much. How about this? What about this? Can you do that? Can you tell me where this came from? What was he saying? Do you know what I know? Do you know what I know? Do you understand what I understand? Do you discern what I discern? Oh, so we got it right now. You aren't God, and I am. And I do know all of that, and you don't. 
So if he tells me to turn over tables, I will turn over tables. But I can tell you it will be for a position of love and forgiveness and kindness and affection for lost people. It will not be to set the scales right. He is way past that. We're still working on this. His idea was, I made those scales right when I put Jesus on the cross. I'm not working on the scales anymore. I'm working on bringing people to a saving grace. That's what I'm working on. I'm not working on the scales. You and I, we're working on scales. We're pushing hard to get these scales right. God said, I've done that. The fact that it looks this way, this way is not important to me. I'm not working on that. I only teach what I see the Father teaching, hear the Father teaching. I only say what I hear the Father saying. I only do what I see the Father doing. That's what Jesus did. It was not a position of weakness. Do you realize that Jesus was actually accused of being weak on sin? I mean, he let prostitutes rub their hair on his feet. That's a little different. He hung out with sinners and tax collectors. You know, he was accused by the religious of being someone weak on sin. It tells me that if you follow Jesus, you will be accused of being weak on sin. I had a conversation last week with someone that... Um, we were at a church service, and they were talking about how our country is in a bad state, you know, morally and emotionally and every other way, you know, because we've moved away from Christian values. You might believe that way. And let me just kind of put my words on the record. I don't think that's true at all. I don't think we were ever all that righteous. I would love to think that we were so righteous, but you know what that says? What that says is those scales are at work, and God blesses those who do things better. But I know many countries where there is very little crime, there's very little um, uh, unemployment, there's very little struggle in, in, in their social strata. But you know what? None of them believe in Jesus. I believe our country looks the way it does because of where we're at in our hearts. And I don't, I don't think introducing Christian values, all that says is we need to strengthen our Christian roots. Now, that might make a little crime go away. But what God is doing is pursuing people. And you, you won't, won't do, do that, that with rules. That. If, you if you want, want to, to know, know what it looks like to not resist an evil person and still be an activist for good, is it possible? Yes. Follow your father and you will see how powerful you can be in social justice, without a rule. You'll be guided by love and grace and kindness. You'll be guided by things that when 
the church could be a path that could show love and express grace and mercy. And when others experienced it, their threat level went down. Their pain went down. And God would say, that's exactly what I was going for, right there. You would stand.